On this episode, we're gonna talk about how to be a better leader and to get your people, your team, to follow you anywhere. Hey everyone, welcome to another episode of the Steel Entrepreneur Show. This is episode 28. And today we are gonna be talking about leadership. We're gonna be talking about how to lead teams better, better-ish. And we're gonna talk about uh, how to get people to follow you, how to get people to commit to whatever it is that you want to accomplish, whatever it is that you've set out as your goal, how to rope people in and get them to follow you, to, to, to step to the, the beat of your drum, essentially. And um, we're gonna just go over some, some tactics, some stuff that's worked for me, some stuff that I'm trying out, some stuff that I have recently learned reading um, this book that I have with me, The Alliance. It's a fantastic book. Um, so let's, uh, let's, let's give you a little context. My team and I have set some pretty freaking lofty goals this year. Uh, big, big goals. And I've realized as we grow that the only way that we're going to be able to get to these goals, that we're going to be able to work in unison, is if we commit to each other. If we align on something um, that we can both agree on. Something that I can do for them and something that they can do for me, essentially. And make kind of like a, a bond, like a contract on that. And, and, and quite frankly, for you, for example, if you're part of a team or you lead a team, which basically covers everybody, I think, I don't think there's too many people that don't work with other people in some capacity, then you should want for your team to uh, commit to you or vice versa, you should want your employer to commit to you. You should want them to be doing something for you if you're doing something for them. It's not acceptable anymore, especially in, in tech and some of these emerging, these more developing industries, it's no longer acceptable to simply exchange time for money. That just isn't good enough anymore and your people will not stand for it in the future. So we have to change. We have to change soon. So how can you get people to march to the beat of your drum? How can you get people to commit to you? And in return, what does it look like to commit to them? First, you should know that it's not a necessity. I mean, I've been doing this for seven years now and I'm only really now thinking about, or, or not thinking about, committing to doing this, to speaking to my team and seeing what it is that I can do for them. I've tried before, but I, I fell short every single time. I wasn't consistent, et cetera, et cetera. And yet, and yet we are here. We are um, building a very big company and we continue to grow year over year. So it, it's not something, just to be straight up honest with you, it's not something that is an absolute necessity, okay? I think some teams like ours just kind of fall into it. We just fall into this sort of alignment, into this commitment, this, this um, time for money, this, I think very uniquely in our team because we are a remote team, which means uh, you know, we're located all over the world, we have kind of aligned in a lifestyle. 
We know that we need money and we need money to support this sort of remote lifestyle, this nomad lifestyle, this living in, um, you know, I've got one guy who, who lived in, in Peru for a couple of years. He just said, fuck it. I'm moving from San Diego. I'm going to go live in, in Peru. And that's what he did. And he worked from Peru. And so I think we kind of aligned on that. And I think if um, I look at the other people on my team, they may not have moved to somewhere or vacationed somewhere or worked from somewhere like Peru, but they decided, you know, I want to work from home. I don't want to get dressed up. I want to work in my boxers. Um, I want to get up when I want to get up. And we aligned on that. We aligned on that lifestyle and we kind of exchanged. We exchanged time. So they exchanged their time for that lifestyle, essentially. And we, we agreed on that because I too enjoy that lifestyle. The second thing you should do or you should want to do if you're ready to commit to your team members and, and if they're ready to commit to you is they have to commit to something. And it has to be or it should be or you should want it to be something more than, than just a person. I think a person only gets you so far. It has to be an idea. It has to be a, a purpose. You need to get them or you should want for them and they should want to commit to a purpose. Something that, that's, that's, that's bigger than themselves. A, a mission statement, a, a group of um, or values, like company values or values that, that, that you share. And it, and it should be something, and, and quite frankly, again, I'm just going to be totally honest with you. I'm just coming up with this. Like I'm just coming up with a mission statement for the first time ever, essentially. Like, and it's super cliche. Like I will show you right now this super cliche on a napkin mission statement. I was on the, on, on the ferry the other day on a boat and I was thinking about like things that, that we agreed on. We agree, my team agrees on hard work. We agree on, on being successful. We agree on freedom. We agree on, on, I wrote joy here. And I was talking about like to buy our freedom. Cause that's kind of what we, you know, I, I talked about earlier. We kind of aligned on this. Like we enjoy our freedom. We enjoy working remotely. And so we kind of committed on that. Like you, you lead. That's cool. I'll commit to that. But what I want is, is my freedom. I want the freedom to work at home and all that kind of stuff. So like it, you know, from what I've understood, it should be, it should be rigorous. It should be, it should be specific. It should be something that will not attract everyone. You don't want it to be too broad. You want to attract the right people. You want to attract people of similar value, similar, um, of similar mission in life. And so like a good example would be something like, um, Walmart has this one, um, um, make lives, make lives better for cheaper or something like that. So make people's lives better for less expensive. And a bad one would be something like, I don't know, make money, make money, money, or something like, um, I think I had an example here, provide good service, like super broad. Anybody can agree with that, but less people can per perhaps agree with something like help people make their lives better for less money. Like that's, you want to enrich the lives of other people. You want them to be able to afford a better life essentially by providing whatever you know, service or, or product that you provide. That's something that, that, that specific people agree to. So once you have your mission statements, once you have something that people can get behind, you have to set the stage 
for alignment. You have to set the stage for people to align with whatever that, um, that mission is, to align with each other. And that starts with making sure that each employee, each team member aligns with, with, that, um, with that mission. It, it starts with a conversation. It starts with uh, asking them, do you feel this? Can we get behind this? And what can we get behind for you? It starts with figuring out what are their values and what values do you share? Because it's, it's that, it's there where you create alignment. It's there where you can, um, can commit to each other, where you, the team member can commit to the company and the company can commit to the team member. So you need to find those, those little areas just as a place to kind of start the conversation between yourself and, and the employee or um, even, more, even better, between yourself and the potential hiree, the person that you're hiring. It's, it's, it's always better to do it at the time of hiring because you don't want to invest in somebody who isn't going to invest in you. You don't want to invest in somebody who doesn't share the same values as you or values of the company or shares the same goal for the company, right? So it's, it's always best to do it at hiring. And in order for them to open up, in order for them to feel comfortable enough to share their values with you, and, and some people are just, they're just gonna dump it on you, right? But others are gonna be a little bit more guarded about it. Others are going to be a little bit more vague on it, right? They're not, they're, some people like, mm, there's some folks who you are just kind of entering that job market. They may be somebody you're gonna hire for an intern or an entry level position. They may not have thought about what values they hold important or what values as an employee are important to them or what mission, what they want to get from you. They may not have thought of that. So sometimes you kind of have to, I find be vulnerable, you know, share, a little bit about yourself first, share your core aspirations, share your values, share what your mission is, not the company mission, like your personal, as a manager, what is your personal mission within the company, but also for yourself? What was the values that, um, if, if you're a manager, for example, what were the values that you shared with the CEO? Share those with the person, give them a basis, something to start with, right? And then they'll start dropping their guard. The same, same like an interview, right? You want to give them a little bit of uh, a little bit of information about you, so they'll open about, up about themselves. Same shit, right? So um, start there. Be honest. Be honest with them. People know that this shit isn't forever. They know that this job isn't forever. As soon as you both admit that to each other, you can get progress. You can start to move forward together. So just be like, you know. What do you want to do with the next year of your life? What do you want to do with the next six months of your life? What can I do for you? Because I, I know what you can do for me and we're going to talk about that, but what can I do for you? That's going to take them totally off guard and they'll be like, holy shit, this person gives a crap. They give more of a crap than just to give me a paycheck, right? And that's the future. That's how you're going to attract and keep top talent. The last thing that we need to do is define the mission. So we've, we've, we've come a long way. We've got some missions and values. We've set the stage for alignment. We've created an environment where we can align, where we can share our values. We've sought alignment. So we've shared what's important to us and they've shared what's important to them. We've aligned on some things. We've established that you are a good fit and we are a good fit for you, right? So now it may be that we've already hired that person. 
um, in the case of a hiring situation, or it may be that, I mean, that person already works for us. So we now we've sort of reinforced that we know that they're a good fit within our company, which is very, very important, right? Because you there's this, this is wonderful saying by the Netflix CEO. He says, if you would not go to war for that person, if you would not fight to keep that person within your company, get rid of them. Give them a, a fair, a generous severance and find somebody to fill that position. And that's really, really important. So the next most important thing, in fact, probably the most important thing of all is to define what it is that you are going to do for each other. What it is that you're going to do in the next six months, for example. And there's no specific um, uh, time. There are different kinds. They call them tours. In the Alliance, they call them tours of duty. And it's, it's basically a time, a time... Uh, in which you commit to each other, the company commits to the employee, the employee commits to the company, and it's time where you commit to meeting each other's objectives. So let me give you an example. Um, the employee says, I am going to help you increase revenues by X. That's my mission. That's my commitment to you. And the employer says, I am going to make you more valuable. I'm going to give you more market value. We know that you aren't going to stay with our company forever. We've had that conversation. We've been honest with each other. I know that your future is at a startup. Your future is potentially starting a startup. Again, we've been honest with each other. So what can I do for you to make you better for that position? We agree on that. We've agreed on that. So now it's what do we do to get each other there? What are we going to do for each other in the next six months, year, two years? And it depends. There are different kinds of tours. There's rotational, there's transformational, and there is foundational. And they all have different, um, different roles, different timelines, different, they're diff very, very different. But typically it's a rotational or transformational. Rotational being something that it's, it's very, um, very templated. It's for an entry-level type employee. It's for somebody who we're trying to figure out, do they have a fit within our company? And a transformational is somebody who's going to transform the company. And in return, we are going to transform them, right? So we agree what we're going to do for each other. And then, and very, very importantly, and I have failed hard at this before, what metric are we going to measure it by? What metric are you going to measure my contribution to you? And by which metric Am I going to measure your contribution to the company? It's very important to have something that we can measure against at one month in, three month in, six month in, and so on. It's important to figure out how long that mission is going to last. As I mentioned before, we have to know when the end point is. We have to know when you should be there and I should be there, right? And it's equally important to figure out when are we going to check in, right? This isn't this isn't another some bullshit employee employment fad, right? We have to be consistent. The employee has to know that the manager, that the company is going to be consistent about this. How do we be consistent? We check in with each other. We put checkpoints. We create milestones so that it isn't some rush to get somewhere near the end, right? So by that, we, we kind of know, okay, well, um, by this point, we should be here. We should have completed this much for each other. 
By this point, we should have done, oh, hey, kitty. This is Rosie. This is my little kitty. She came to join us on the show, but she doesn't know much about entrepreneurship, so she's going to leave. Goodbye, kitty. We need to know when, what we're going to do and when we're going to get there. So getting little check, check, having little, little timelines, little checkpoints is a real important way to hold each other accountable, but also to make sure that we're on track, right? This isn't some, some way we're trying to catch people um, doing wrong or something like that. We're trying to help each other, right? This is a mutual agreement. This works when we work together. So it's really important for progress and it's really important for them knowing that fuck, we take this seriously. Like this isn't something that's going away. This isn't something that we're going to forget about. This isn't some fad. This is a staple of our agreement. So that's how you get people to follow you. That's how you get your team to commit to your dreams. And that's how you commit to their dreams. That's how you hold on to important people, right? You're, this, is the, this is the future. If you want to have top talent, you want to have that top talent stick around, you need to give them more than just a paycheck. You need to invest in their future, even if, very importantly, even if that future is not with you. Thank you very much for your attention. Thank you very much for your time. I hope this has been helpful. Uh, as I mentioned, it's something that I am playing with. It's something that I'm about to roll out at my company. And I hope that during such, I can continue to bring uh, tips and tricks, things that failed for me, things that worked for me, and I'll continue to keep you guys updated. If you got value from this, leave a comment, um, like, subscribe, leave a review on iTunes as we do a podcast, as we take this uh, the voice track, the audio track from this, and we create a podcast. Um, it all makes us feel happy. It all validates uh, the time that we spend making this show. So thank you again. I'm Adam Steele. Have a wonderful week.